Hey everyone. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> How are you, Rachel? I'm good. I just finished picking all of the M&Ms and peanuts out of a trail mix <laughs> that I bought yesterday because I hate raisins. Um, but I like trail mix. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I was up to right before we started. Uh, all uh, right. What are we talking about on Do You Follow Podcast today? Some fun stuff, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first we wanted to talk about Away. Yeah, we're going to well, get Well, actually, it. you were like, should we talk about Away? And I was like, no, it's <laughs> too scary to talk about. But then you swayed me based yeah. on, like, the angle you wanted to discuss. So, I mean, we can discuss the whole thing, but you convinced me that there was, like, something interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you don't know what we're talking about, this weekend, I think it was this weekend, The Verge released this in-depth expose on the company culture at Away, specifically on the customer service team and with their CEO, Steph Corey. So Away's kind of stance on communication at the company is that email is not allowed. You can't like email for anything having to do with work. Like internal, you can't email other employees. Yes. So internal communications, they don't want you to email and they use Slack, but they take it so far as you can't even DM people on Slack unless it's like to go get lunch or something. Mm-hmm. All communication having to do with work has to happen in these public Slack forums. Also, sidebar, Jen Rubio is engaged to the founder of Slack, right. which is just another twist in this story. Right. So I just thought, okay, aside from the whatever your opinion is on the way that this sort of like workplace culture is. Well, and the thing that's worth saying is like, there's sort of like a divide. Like there's a lot of people that read this article, myself included, which were like, I can't believe someone would talk to their employees that way, even under a lot of stress ever. Yeah. Like you have to be nice to people or mm-hmm. not nice. You have to like respect or people. yeah, you can't like bully people basically. Yeah. And, but then there were like a lot of people, I think like a lot of VCs, and, like, a lot of men being, like, at a fast-paced, like, mm-hmm. superstar startup. Like, you just don't get to be Amazon mm-hmm. without being pretty, like, not nice a lot of the yeah. time. Uh-huh. And it's not, the, it's not the right environment for everybody. Yeah. And, like, my whole thing about that is, like, listen. There was, like, a time in the early age of startups where, like, you know, the first several hundred people who worked at Google made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So they were all, like, in it together in this really deep way. And, like, maybe some of them got it treated like crap, but they all made a ton of money. Like, if a way goes public, like, nobody's going to make money except for, like, the executive team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just, like, not the same Yeah, as, like, the way it was with startups once upon a time. Like, mm-hmm. at a, employees just, like don't make money in the same way that they once did, which is why now startup salaries are, like, much more competitive because you want everyone to make some money, but it just, like, doesn't happen the same way Mm -hmm. that it used to. Yeah. Um, Totally. Anyways. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about specifically the way that they chose to communicate because I think it's related to what we, like, talk about on this podcast we like talk, dark social. Yeah, we talk a lot about like dark social, which is like not going on Instagram or Twitter to like talk to your friends, but like texting each other in like, you know, private text groups or even like 
secret DM groups or yeah. secret Facebook groups or things, things like or that. Or, like, I always say, like, iPhoto streams are my favorite social media. <laughs> yes, exactly. So they specifically chose, they sort of had this, you know, brand tenant that they are all about transparency. So that was sort of, like, their reason for wanting to communicate on these public channels. However, you can read the article. I won't go into the details, but I just thought it was fascinating that they chose to, if you had conflict, like you were sort of airing out your dirty laundry in these public Slack groups. And like what I learned, especially at Birchbox, is if you have something, you know, potentially conflicting to say, or if you have like shit to talk, like do it in person. Oh my God, do not. Don't leave a paper trail. Oh, it's crazy. A best friend of mine once found, um, like when people still had like servers, like you know when you had like chat wasn't like on Gchat, and mm-hmm. it's still not at a lot of big companies. So all the messages get like saved in like the server, yeah. like or the intra intranet intranet yeah and my friend found a folder of chats like about her like (gasps) colleagues just like talking shit about her oh my god yeah it's really crazy so yeah like if you have to talk shit like do it in person yeah but also i was just like from a like work communication 101 like specifically leadership standpoint like if you're trying to communicate something it's always best to do it in person Especially if you think right. it could be, like, misconstrued or if you, like, think there is, like, a an issue. I don't know. I just thought that was such a amateur move to do that it that way. I also just think – so I have, like, some weird opinions about Slack. So, okay. I actually, like, totally agree with the concept of, like, emailing internally is, like, not a good way to communicate. Mm-hmm. Like, that email – now that there is chat and there is Slack and there is Google Docs and there is Asana, like to me, email feels like something that should be external. Yeah. And right. I do use it sometimes. Like if I have like a long thought mm-hmm. or like something I want to like present to you guys as more of like a big idea. Yeah. And I want to really make sure everybody like sees it, like I will still email it. But for like little stuff, we actually do a really good job about that here. I don't think yeah. there's a whole lot of intern. There's definitely the mm-hmm. least amount of internal email of any job I've, like, had, yeah, ever had. But I also find Slack, I talk about this a lot with my friend Sam, Catherine's husband, about, like, I think things also get lost a lot mm-hmm. on Slack. Like, and I it's know kind of if like I... It's hard to find things. I know if I email you guys, you'll see it mm-hmm. and, like, respond. And sometimes, like, if it's... Everyone's really busy or if it's, like, a night or a weekend or something... Like, things can get missed on mm-hmm. Slack, I think. And I, also I miss don't like them. their threads, the thread yeah. thing they do. I don't like it. You have to click into it. Um, can't see it. So I don't think it's, like, perfect. Yeah. Even if everyone's being nice all the time, just, like, structurally. Right. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, taking 80 steps back, like, I'm just not into, like, these, like, self-important cultures. Like, we are going to do things, like, I think there's some stuff that's useful. Like, I always use the example, like, you know how Jeff Bezos says you have to, like, present an idea as a press release, not, like, a Mm -hmm. PowerPoint? I'm obsessed with that. I think Mm -hmm. that's so smart and, like, useful. Mm -hmm. I think conceptually transparency is, like, important, but, like, not at the risk of, like, embarrassing people. Yeah. Embarrassing people is not a way to get results. Mm -hmm. It's just not, you're just going to make people, like, afraid. Mm -hmm. And you can, like, be direct and candid without embarrassing people. Yeah. And making them feel, like, ashamed. Like, you'll never get the results that you want. And I just think that, um, I, 
really respect what Jen and Steph have built. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It's not a tech company. It's a suitcase company. Mm-hmm. It's not a travel company. It's a suitcase Everyone company. Everyone needs to calm down they with make these amazing, giant visions. They make amazing suitcases. They make amazing suitcases. They yeah. deserve the recognition they're getting. A lot of people say they don't deserve that valuation. That's not their fault. That's their investor's fault. I like, know. I mean, take it, girls. <laughs> like, whatever. But it's not a travel company. Like, they make bags. Yeah. Um, Just the same way we were saying we're a tech company. Or, like, a life set. Like, you run office space. Yes. Like, everyone just needs to, like, chill. Yeah. Um, so, I actually just saw this. I'm, like, Googling right now. I didn't realize that she stepped down, Steph Corey, the CEO, within the last, like, day. Mm. Um, yeah, some, like, man from Lululemon's coming in. I just, like, he has a lot of experience. Because remember when the Lululemon founder was, like, people with fat butts shouldn't wear yes. Lululemon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just Let me want, say as someone who just, yeah. like, gained and lost 50 pounds, you know, when you <laughs> want to wear Lululemons, when you're – need stretchy pants. Yeah. If you're, yes. like, feeling thin, like, you don't need Lululemons, you're happy to wear <laughs> jeans. It's like when your jeans don't fit you, that's, that's so when you want true. your Lululemons. Let me tell you. So I'm surprised that she stepped down, actually. Who knows what step down means? Like, she could have yeah. been – I mean, Yeah, we don't. but they're, like, publicly in the light of all this, like, bad PR – She's stepping down. I don't know if, like... It's so annoying. It's, like, men do things that are so... I know. That's what I'm thinking. Like, so I can't help but think this is, like, gendered. So much worse. Well, because I think that they act. It is gendered because they actually... Like, Kara Swisher, like, said this. She was talking about it today. And she was, like, the Uber CEO, like, didn't want to get... Didn't want to step down. He had to be, like, forcibly removed. Yeah. Or, like, Adam at WeWork, whatever. Well, Adam's a little different, but Uber never came out and was like, we are, like, a really positive culture. He was just like, we want global domination. So I think it's a little different for a way to be, like, two women who are like, this is a great place to work. And, like, we we want a culture of, like, transparency and supportiveness. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it does go with being a woman because you, like. Exactly. I was, um, this is sort of interesting. Like, I was doing an interview recently talking about, like, early days of Birchbox. And I felt like the interviewer thought I was like sugarcoating things that's so and funny. I like wasn't I was like no it was just like everyone was really yeah. I mean no place is perfect we were but it was really like lucky overwhelmingly just like everyone was really nice to each other like really yeah. supportive like sometimes things would get stressful and someone would like say something not nice but it was never like a top-down thing mm-hmm. particularly the earliest days yeah you know um and I feel like she didn't like believe me and I was like it's just the <laughs> truth you know that's so funny I know. Yeah. um but anyway so like I don't like that the way they were doing slack yeah um it just like does not and the last thing I'll say is like okay there was this part in the article that where they were like to the customer service team, like, everybody, like, take pictures of yourself, like, in bed tonight with your computers, like, yeah. pressuring people. Yeah. With this, like, you, cheery attitude. It's yeah, sort this, of, like, like, weird girl sorority mean, Yeah, and, like, there were so many times at Birchbox where I, like, fell asleep in my clothes with my computer yeah. on my lap because I, like, <laughs> wanted to because I was, like, so excited yeah. and thought it was so fun. And I get the impression from reading that article that their CS team was, like, already there. Yeah. Like, there was that, like, feeling. But mm-hmm. so to, like push people who are already working that hard. Yeah. Also, I mean, like, they just should have hired more people, particularly for a CS job. Like, I know. It was just a weird thing to do. Then you have to deal with this, like, backlash. But but. so it makes me feel a little sad because, like, 
I do think it's a cool product. I like think it's a cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, can't I help but think it. though, like you called this a while ago. You're you have like a Scott Galloway prediction oh, on this so podcast flattering. that. <laughs> You were like out on the direct to consumer brands. Oh, like, I'm so. And now like, I believe you, Rachel. It's like becoming this thing. Like they have this sort of like. It's so. Somebody said, I think it was in that article. It it's was fake like, brands. Yeah, like the freckled faces. This like yes, they're culture all of the transparency. Hundred percent. They have the like, same branding agency, and now they're like becoming the antithesis of what they like were trying to be against, which is 100%. like hundred percent. They're basically Walmart now. A hundred percent. So you called it. Thank you. Thank you for that <laughs> prediction. Okay. What okay. else do we have on the pod today? We're going to oh, talk about. Question. Yeah. Okay. So Rachel texted me a tweet. Yeah. Where did I, did I send the full screenshot? So I saw You sent a, a link tweet. to the tweet. Oh, can you pull it up? Okay, I'm so pulling it up right now. I was on Twitter. I saw you tweet something the other day about like Twitter being like friendly. Yeah. I got a lot of so, likes for that. The funny thing is. <laughs> About my social media, like, okay, the other day, <laughs> this is really funny, I can say this because my aunt doesn't listen to this podcast, so you guys know I talk about how I don't post the baby on social media, mm-hmm. but I have, like, um, a iPhone feed, like, for my close friends and family, Yeah. and the other day, my, like, cousin reposted from the feed, like, a cute video of the baby, and I was like, I'm so sorry, I hate to, like, be like this, but, like, do you mind taking it down, like, I know there's some pictures of him out there, but this was just, like, a kind of long video, and she was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I was like, seriously, I'm embarrassed to even ask you, Willie, you take yeah. it And then someone else was like, yeah, but you know your aunt, my aunt who's like older, like my grandma's age, does this all the time. Like, there's pictures of the baby all over her Facebook, and I just sort of was like, okay, well, like, nobody felt Like, yeah. it's a little different, but I don't even see it on my Facebook. Like, yeah. this is like my aunt. I, like, don't even That's see her so because funny. all I see is wedding media. Yeah. Okay, on my Facebook. Like, I don't see friends and family. I only see stuff from wedding publishers. But that's also because didn't you put, you selected, I want to see this content first. First, yeah. but not exclusively. Yeah. It's crazy. It's literally all that I see are wedding videos. Wow. And, but I only did that for, like, four brands. I did it for, like, yeah. Brides, The Knot, what, yeah. Martha. And then my Instagram is only, like, influencers and brands and wedding stuff. Like, I don't see anything from real people that I know. Yeah. Point being, the reason I go on Twitter is not because my friends are on there, but mm-hmm. it's, like, timely, real-world, like, stuff that, yes. like, I don't get on Instagram and totally. Facebook because that stuff is so, like, me using it as a way to keep up with, like, marketing uh-huh. trends. Agree. So, I, like, Twitter is, like, where I see, like, what's, like, really happening in a mm-hmm. timely way. So, mm-hmm. I I like it for that reason. So, I do go on there, like, once a day or something. I also think, I mean, Twitter can get, it can be a crazy place. But I feel like there's sometimes, like, smarter or more interesting takes on things. 100%. Than I would find on, definitely not on Instagram. And not on Facebook. I'm yeah. not even, like, using Facebook anymore. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, this tweet was, like, a screenshot of someone yeah. DMing a friend okay, about, so who, like, a product. This person who tweeted it, I don't know who she is. Her Twitter bio says she makes videos and slays cable cables. Don't know what that means. She lives in L.A. She has 6,000 followers. Anya Kopian is her name. She screenshotted a DM conversation. This person's name isn't on there. And it says, 
Hey, I haven't seen you in so long. LOL, we should catch up. Matcha bar tomorrow? They're having an event with free drinks. It's going to be chill. Ha ha. Hashtag ad. And then he says, I'm so effing sorry I had to send that. They And they track it. So please heart it and mention matcha bar back to me. LOL. In the thread of this, people are like so confused. Like, is this a joke or not? Oh my God, I can't believe this is the world we're living in people's minds are blown. I still don't understand if this is actually real or not. How do they even track it in the first place? Well, obviously there's stuff that tracks DMs because you know how there's bots that like auto DM you? Yeah. Like, but um, I think if that's, you follow some, that's like, if you follow somebody. But how does a brand Well, because I feel like if you were inboxes. using like, let's say you were using like obviously or like some tool like that as like an influencer, I'm sure there's a way you can like give um, yeah. a software like access to your inbox. Right. Like, a, like permission to scrape it right. or to, like, read it. Right. I don't know if this is real. Mm-hmm. It seems like it could be or would be, and I'm so curious. Does anyone like know about this? Like, episode. Yeah. Like, is anyone <laughs> on here a micro-influencer? Anyone listening, are you a micro-influencer or a technology provider that's, like, doing sponsored DMs? Mm-hmm. Or is just this just is the it, best ad for Matcha Bar? And or, yeah, exactly. Pumped. Right. <laughs> But wait, what's matcha? We don't, I don't know matcha bar. Matcha, matcha bar is I like, only know cha-cha um, matcha. It's like that. There's one inside uh, a store near our old, or a restaurant near Talk our old Talk about things office. that don't need to exist. I yeah, like uh, matcha latte as much as the next person. Absolutely, 1,000% do not need a restaurant completely dedicated to matcha. See, I do. But who I'll knows? spend $10 on Yeah, but I would drink. spend that on, <laughs> in a coffee shop. Yeah, but matcha is just like... People are sick of coffee. Matcha is like the avocado toast of coffee. Great. I, <laughs> I don't disagree. I just don't think you need an entire place dedicated to it. Uh-uh. Why not? Same reason I don't think you need a company that only makes suitcases. Like, I don't, like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to niche down. I want those things. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, okay, let us know if you know what, what we're talking yeah. about and if you see this in your DMs. Yeah, I know if it's we're real. very curious. And if you agree with me or Rachel <laughs> <laughs> on this niche uh, restaurant concept. I mean, there are some things. Do you know I wanted, like, 10 years ago I had an idea to start, like, the Chipotle of oatmeal. So, like, people yeah. could come in and get, like, yeah. your yeah. own oatmeal bowls. It could I be savory. I it could that. be dessert. I it could that. be whatever. I guess I can argue this to myself two ways. Part of me is, like, matcha might not be cool in, like, two years. It probably won't be. Like, it's obviously super trendy. Yeah. But then another part of me is, like, get that money. Like, if we see – I just saw someone raise, like, $8 million for matcha. Like, if somebody wants to invest in your matcha bar and you love matcha – Who raised $8 million I just saw it on Google. Oh, your matcha bar did. Right, exactly. (laughs) So, I guess it's, like, I could argue it both ways. Like, Okay. Okay. What else are we going to talk about today? I I had an idea to do a year in review episode. Yeah, I like this. Instead of answering a question from somebody, we wanted to kind of have our, like, end-of-year episode and go through our most popular Instagram posts. I also want to talk about how many Instagram followers I lost. I feel like I lost so many this year. I think I've lost, yeah. like, 5,000 followers since leaving Birchbox. Yeah. Really? I think so. I can't remember, but I feel like I had almost 20,000 followers. Yeah. And now I'm, like, less than 15. Yeah. And I think it's a combination of 
just not being at Birch Box anymore, mm-hmm. one. Like, I think people were, like, obsessed with Birch Box and they wanted to, like, yeah. follow people who worked at Birch Box. Like, Sue was coming in their box. Yeah. Two, like, getting older, I just, like, post less. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've had, like, changing opinions on, like, doing, putting my personal life on there mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being just, like, busier and it's, yeah. like, harder. Even though it's bad. Like, it would be better for Love Stories TV yeah. if I had more Instagram followers. Like, it's just, like, yeah. trying to do everything. Uh-huh. And then also what I actually post about, like I just don't post about beauty products as much anymore because when I left Birchbox, I was like, I want to like detox a little bit. And yeah. I use a lot less products now. Yeah. And I use the same ones over and over. Partially because I think sent less stuff. I still get sent a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but less. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those are all the reasons. Yeah, that's interesting. I've definitely lost followers when I left Birchbox, but it wasn't. Five thousand is a lot. I think I think yeah. that's I wonder if I could look in Dash Hudson and confirm that, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, okay, Should so we open? I open my... We're gonna open up Dash Hudson. You already know it's our favorite social media analytics tool. Sure is. And we're gonna look and sort from the past year at our most popular Instagrams. And should we do it by engagement rate? I'm interested to know, like, which of your pictures got the most likes versus which ones got the most comments. Like, yeah, I think too. it's interesting. So I did a giveaway on my Instagram when I was moving in an effort to get followers, <laughs> but also to get rid of all of the, like, excess beauty products I still, like, have and get. It was just too much for one person. And yeah. I, at Birchbox, I was, like, doing pretty like intense makeup looks almost on a daily basis and I feel like since I've left I've like focused more on skincare and like I've just worn less makeup in general I still love makeup and think it's so fun but I'm also like getting older and like trying different things for I'm more interested in skincare than makeup at this point so I gave away I put all of my stuff on my coffee table and gave away like two giant boxes of it to enter, people had to like my post, follow me, and tag two friends to enter. So I got actually a lot of followers from this. I don't think Dash Hudson tells you how many followers you get, but from Instagram analytics, you can actually see that. And it was like over a hundred. Did you just followers. do it yourself? Yeah, I just yeah. did this myself. That's a lot. It's a lot, but I feel like since then, it's sort of like netted out. <laughs> Yeah, I like know I, what you mean. Right, like a bunch of beauty people follow. Yeah. But that's okay, I got nice 150 that's a lot. followers. So ton. And a lot of these impressions came from using hashtags too. Um, so 62% of the people who this post reached weren't following me, which is great. So oh, wow. giveaways and hashtags work if you are looking for a tactic. Um I That's think if I probably did this on a weekly basis, like, my follower growth would continuously rise, but this is, like, a one-off thing. But still, there's, like, tidbits you can take for your own brand if you're lis- listening out there. Um, and it was fun. Like, I randomly picked a winner who was this woman and outside of L.A., and she, like, told me that she was going to bring this to, like, some local women's shelters and also, like, share with her oh, friends and stuff. They do, like, a swap every month, so that was nice just for something for my community. Also, the (laughs) other pictures, two of them, actually, okay, in the first eight, three of them include Miso. That's so Um, funny. 
my second most liked one was just a really you look good so lighting picture. Yeah, you <laughs> I mean, you look pretty in everything. Though. And yeah, this was in LA. Got a lot of likes on that one. And then when the day I got me so the day you got him, yeah, that's so cute. Oh. Okay, what are yours? Well, it's obviously, light. I think this is, like, the first time I post, like, I was like, I had oh, a baby, yeah. obviously, which just goes to show, like, if I wanted to get a bunch more followers, yeah, I should just, like, post, I mean, but you people want that. pictures of me, <laughs> they want pictures about your personal life. Yes. I think I was like, baby Bolio has arrived. Also, I think a lot of people thought I named the baby Bolio. Bolio is my <laughs> cousin's last name. <laughs> um, That's so funny. And another, everyone's like, you're glowing. You guys, I was using a Snapchat filter. <laughs> I was so busted at this time. Like, I was so swollen on my clothes fit. It was a thousand degrees outside. Um, oh. That was my most, I'm, oh, I sorted by, com- these are comments. Oh, these are comments. Yeah. Okay. The next I was one, looking at likes. Okay. So I'll do comments. The next, next one was like a really early, another baby picture. Oh, look at that tiny little, little hand. tiny hand. I think I was, I did a bunch of posts on like products because people were like, what are you buying? But mostly I think it was still like people are just realizing I had a baby. Yeah. Um, This one is really funny. I feel like I don't do this a lot. This is almost a year old. But like sometimes I just like post things that I think are funny. Yeah. <laughs> this was, don't marry the prettiest girl at the party. Marry the one that's yelling at the beer pong table because she's losing. That girl's going to raise winners and you want your <laughs> I just like thought that was funny. That's I don't do that so a lot. Funny. And then the next one was about the um, the event at the in the New York Times. Yeah. Um so those were comments and then oh, other I'm in your top 10. Yeah, other top mm-hmm. ones were just oh, that's me being pregnant. pregnant. Like everyone was like everyone's like you're pregnant. Yeah, like I mean they're all pictures of me except for this one about beer pong and then one about Bradley Wait. Cooper and Lady Gaga. I at also the have Lady Gaga cuz I just like wanted to talk about that's it. That's so funny. Um Okay, this is kind of inspiring me. I've sort of been on this, like, I only want to post, like, original content on my Instagram. As opposed to, like, memes. As opposed to memes. Yeah, but, like, I barely do. But sometimes it's, like, you just, there's no Tumblr anymore. I like, know. And, I like, know. Twitter, I just, like, don't feel like my people will, like, see it. I put memes on, like, Instagram stories sometimes, but maybe you should start yeah. doing more feed. Why not? Okay, now I want to see by um, likes. Oh, and then I'm going to look at saves. Okay, so likes of the same picture of me mm-hmm. the first time I think people realized I had the baby. It's the same pictures but shuffled. Yeah. A lot of people liked Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just like timeliness. Like yeah. everyone was like feeling those same feelings. Yeah. The funny meme about beer pong. Another one about the baby. Um, so nothing mm-hmm. different. There are a couple up here of like wedding stuff. Like, this was just, like, I was doing this for a while. I haven't been as much. I wonder if I should start oh, doing this again. reposting. Where the, I like, was, like, club doing, people. like, a week. Every, once a week, I would just do, like, wedding stuff that I thought was, like, inspiring. Yeah. Because it's, like, I don't know. I think it's useful for people to know, like, what's my point of view on weddings with, yeah. like, our wedding company. Yeah. Um, that one got a lot of comments. The, now there's the likes. Like, mm-hmm. And then I guess I'll look at saves. Um... Say, oh, so this changes things up. This is interesting. I like this. Okay, I don't. Okay, so people saved that post I did about the product recommendations for the baby. Mm, that makes sense. Uh-huh. They saved this meme. I think that makes sense. I save memes more because they want to share yeah. it with someone else. I don't know why people would save Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Maybe they just want to like think about it for later. Yeah. Oh, and I was talking about her dress and how pretty her dress was. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Um. I got a lot of saves on this, like, wedding dress picture. 
Mm-hmm. This one's another mm-hmm. one about baby recommendations. And then the next two are two of those roundups of like wedding stuff I like. You so that makes sense. It. Yeah, so maybe I should keep doing those. Because it's like valuable. Birdie Gray. Yeah, people want recommendations. Mm-hmm. That's what's smart. that one of the pool? Um this was Oh, oh favorites. I wanted to California. go. Justin and I were gonna go. Justin and I. Nobody um, talks more about vacations that they never take than me and Justin. <laughs> we're always like, let's take this vacation, and then it's too hard to plan, and we don't go. Oh, I need it. I want. So here's one that probably won't happen, but I should try. <laughs> my family goes to Florida for Christmas, and my birthday's Christmas Eve. And I want to do, like, a night at a fancy hotel for my birthday, me and Justin. Oh, that's so nice. So if anyone knows any good places near Sarasota, like Sanibel Island, someone recommended to me. Where is Sarasota in Florida? Um, It's on the Gulf. It's on the west side. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, like, an hour from Tampa. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was, like, way further south. It's really confusing. People are like, why don't you go to Boca? I don't know. My grandparents just, like, started going to Sarasota, and so we started following them. Yeah. Anyways, um, so this was a vacation we never took. We were going to go oh, for Justin's birthday. You have birthday. to go there. Oh I know. God. I want to. Um, Especially, like, Northern California, like, I, I Napa know. Valley. I've never oh. been to Napa. I went. It's so beautiful. Well, last year when I was out in um, San Francisco, and I went up to, like, Silicon Valley. Like, what's the town Oh, called? Palo Alto. Palo Alto. <laughs> Jesus, Rachel. <laughs> I haven't slept in days. I didn't know Palo Alto was pretty. It's I've never so been. It's so beautiful. Really? Yeah. It's, huh. like, really, really California beautiful. California like, is just so yeah. stunning. Yeah. And I had, like, lunch at the Rosewood, and it was, like, gorgeous. I just like, feel like the East Coast is not as pretty. I, I know. know. There's, like, pretty parts, but, like, everywhere you go in Vermont in the fall. I know. It's, like, stunning. And you forget that, like, it's America. 100%. Yeah. I want to look at saves. Yeah. This will be. Oh. See, okay. My most saved was my half- nude half tortoiseshell that manicure. Was a good manicure i've been posting my manicures more because my nails are like long now yeah they look really good um my giveaway post oh this was interesting this is a matcha place rachel oh so I people were to. like i want to go there <laughs> yeah so matcha full had a is next to chef's club in um like soho area where our old office was and this is just like a restaurant coffee shop dedicated entirely to matcha and they had really pretty plants and wallpaper in there um it didn't get okay it got like average amount of likes i guess but lots of saves so people wanted to go and visit Interesting. also lady gaga was on my i think this was just like the grammys was like a really timely thing and people like this was the speech that she Everyone gave. Everyone was trying to figure out, like, if her and Bradley Cooper were together. Yes. Or, like, yeah. And she gave a great motivational speech. Yeah, totally. Um, her dress was amazing. Oh, this is when I got a lash lift from Jazzy Mani, who's amazing. Oh, so people were saving it to, like, go get that lash lift. Yeah, I yeah. had, like, a before and after mm-hmm. slideshow in here. Yeah. My nails. I guess people like my nails. Wow. Yeah. Never would have thought it. Oh. Likes did you do? Likes, that was the first one, yeah. Oh. There was lots of similarities. Lots of pictures of me. Yeah. <laughs> and Makes miso. Sense. So I'm trying to make miso um, my, like, a TikTok influencer. I'm obsessed with TikTok. I asked my family if we could do some TikToks yeah. over Christmas. I want to do that, too. But I'm a, little, I'm a little worried about, like, China and, like, just, like, that yeah. they're, like, using TikTok to, like, but, like, you're on Instagram. I know. I'm worried about that. Yeah. There's this 
person I've talked about on the podcast before, her name's Alex Wolf. She is a kind of like tech philosopher and started her own company. And she's like, I don't know, in her early 30s, um, lives in Brooklyn, is a woman of color and has like such fascinating takes on like marketing and tech and culture. Okay. And she was talking about how like everybody, like there's all these like New York Times, like articles and just like opinion think pieces about TikTok. And she's like, everyone is just like overcomplicating it. Like this yeah. happens with platforms and like young people. Like yeah. it's the same thing that happened with Snapchat. Vine. Yeah. Vine. Yeah. Like people pe- are creative. Yeah. And especially like younger generations want a way to express themselves. Yeah. Like Instagram and Facebook are so uncool. Yeah. Snapchat is now like too big and mainstream. It's Instagram, it's not even that it's uncool. It's like something else. It's like just not a place for like casual. Yeah. Cause like teens have Finstas and all yeah. of that. And she was like, this is just like the, like young people responding to like the need in the culture to like express themselves in a different and creative way. And 100%. it's like fun and that's it. It's so fun. Yeah. I feel like I would be a TikTok influencer if I was five years younger, but... You would because you're, like, a great dancer. I mean, it just reminds me of and being hi- If young. I was in high school, I would be, like, blowing up on right. this platform. I think the reason that it resonates with me is it reminds me of, like... And I think this is a little bit of a privilege thing, too. Because I feel like a lot of the videos that do really well on TikTok are of, like, high school kids with, like, nothing to do mm-hmm. in, like big nice yards or like big nice living rooms just like making up dances for fun Uh and maybe all high school kids have a lot of free time so maybe that has nothing to do with it but it's just like I like watch them like oh this reminds me of like what my friends and I used to do like like I remember in high school we would like dress up like the Spice Girls and make like videos like Uh just for because we had like nothing to do um, so I have do you, think that's just, like, a young person thing. Have you seen that movie, that documentary called Jawline on no, Hulu? What is okay, that? it's really fascinating. Your point about privilege made, made me think of it. But it follows this, uh, like, 16-year-old kid who is living in some kind of, like, rural, southern part of the world. And, like, he's not from a wealthy background, mm-hmm. but has sort of, like, created this kind of small but engaged audience on not YouTube but there's something else that you can like live stream I forget what it's called so like WeChat or Weibo or something um I don't remember but he like live broadcasts and then he sort of gets in touch with like you follow a story of like connecting with like an agent and going on tour with these like actual like teen YouTube kids and he sort of like like host these meetups and it's sort of like the rise and fall of him because he it never really like sticks Mm -hmm. but it was just like fascinating like the look at sort of um how privilege and access can like launch pad you into that world or it cannot Mm -hmm. it was really interesting i recommend it um okay let's play one game you pick a game I feel like we should do roulette because we already talked about yeah. like, our own yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Let's do roulette and let's pick five, the number five. I landed on Pure Michigan. So this is an account with 741 
thousand followers like wow. several years ago i don't know when michigan like the michigan tourist board came out with like um a tagline pure michigan and it was like i don't know they must have just spent like a ton of money it was everywhere and my everybody i knew we were like all hashtagging like our pictures with it like yeah. sort of to make fun of it but also because we're obsessed with michigan I think maybe all states are people obsessed with their home state, but I feel like Michigan especially because northern Michigan in the summer is, like, a destination. Like, even people who don't live in Michigan, like, people who live in Ohio this is and like Indiana. This like, Yeah, it's, it's like, like where Charlotte. we go in the summer, like, where yeah. all the lakes are. And people are, like, obsessed with northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. And I feel like also Detroit's, like, trendy now. Yeah. Um, so the picture I just landed on is a video of, like, a drone shot over um at seagull resort in gaylord there's like skiing in michigan that like it's the kind of skiing that like if you're a little kid you think it's like good skiing it's not like yeah. you don't know that till you like get older yeah. and like you're you go out west yeah um so this video is like not it's pretty but it's like kind of boring but i just like i follow a lot of like michigan accounts on my instagram That's and it so makes me funny. like so happy when they can come up sometimes i like save the pictures to be like, we should go to this place in the summer. Uh-huh. Like, I'm obsessed with Michigan. And that made me really happy that that's why I landed on. Everyone should follow Pure Michigan. I love that. Okay, um, what did you land on? Okay, I landed on a wedding hashtag, actually. So, if you know Love Stories TV, you know that, like, we use hashtag Love Stories TV. And it's how a lot of our... You can find a lot of great inspiration there, but there's other sort of like localized hashtags. So when I went to Guatemala with my brother and his fiance this year, we met with this um, amazing woman who actually Annie Lee, the wedding planner, put me in touch with. She lives in Antigua. She runs like a lot of hotels and restaurants there. And she told me that hashtag wed in Guatemala is like a popular hashtag for like the wedding community in Guatemala. So I follow hashtag it. Hashtag wed, W-E-D. Mm-hmm. Oh, wed, oh, oh, oh wedding. Like wedding in Guatemala. Got it. So I follow it and I uh, landed on a slideshow from Eva Zelenkova Photography, who is a international wedding photographer. I think actually Anna was looking at her, but... She hired the Agoro oh. filmmakers who also do cool. photography. So um, I'm so excited for this wedding. I'm What's so excited, you guys. Up. March 21st, oh my God, it's 2020. Soon. It's going to be the best wedding ever. I already know it. I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited for you. It's like kind of soon. What are you wearing again? So Lulu's is outfitting the entire bridal party. We're wearing these like kind of satiny. Um, like strappy wrap dresses, pretty, and a coppery color, which I was very nervous about for my skin tone, good which has Anna. like pink undertones. Yeah. But it actually looks great. I'm sure on. it looks great. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really good. Um, it's gonna be like 80 degrees though, so yeah. like we'll see how that those pit stains are. But I was a bridesmaid once in a wedding. It was so hot that they um we were wet. Like there were sweat scenes through our bridesmaids dresses and they had to like um they must have photoshopped them out (laughs) hopefully Um, that doesn't happen yeah it was a really fun wedding but yeah we were so hot yeah it was gonna be great 
Okay, that's it for this week's episode of Do You Follow Podcast. Keep your questions for us coming. We want to do an Instagram audit. And if you have specific questions that you are sort of working on for your business or company, send us an email at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com or DM me and Rachel and we will answer it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Do You Follow Podcast, a podcast on social media, digital, and influencer marketing. We are always wanting to hear from you, so if you have a question that you want answered on an upcoming episode, email us at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com, or you can Instagram DM us at jdelphine and at Silver. We want to hear from you, so we want to feature your questions on an upcoming episode. And if you want us to do an Instagram audit of your account, your business's account, we are happy to do that as well. So just include your question and all the details, and we will feature you on an upcoming episode. And if you like the podcast, we would also love your kudos and appreciation. So please leave us a review and rate us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.